Hey everyone, welcome to the Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. This week I'm reporting from the APS March meeting in Boston, Massachusetts. So, have you seen the previews for this new Pixar movie coming out called Brave? Uh, if you haven't, you should go watch it. And if you have, uh, you might have noticed that the lead character is a Scottish girl and she has this big, full head of curly red hair. Um, and did you know that there's a lot of physics that goes into making animated hair look realistic? I had a talk with MIT graduate student Jay Miller, who is actually studying how hair curls. Uh, but this problem goes way beyond animation. Uh, it turns out you can apply the physics principles of curling hair to basically anything that is long in one direction and thin in the other. So the flagella on bacteria or your DNA or a 10 kilometer long steel pipe. Uh, it doesn't matter how rigid something is. Like you take that rigidity into account, but you can use the same physics to study all of these different things. It's really, really awesome physics in action. So I'll let Jay Miller tell you more about it. Uh, enjoy this week's edition of the Physics Buzz podcast and tune in next week. I'll be reporting on more stories from the APS March meeting. Uh, as always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. All right, on to the interview. I'm going to say your name and your title. Yeah, my name is Jay Miller. I'm a PhD student at MIT within the Elasticity, Geometry, and Statistics Lab. Cool. And what do you study there? <laughs> uh, I study the nature of slender rods. So this particular problem is uh, I study how a hair curls under the effect of gravity or how it hangs, basically, depending on how curly it is. So you have literally spent some time trying to model just how a hair curls, just watching it do that sort of little twist that it does. Yes, I now look at everybody's hairstyle a lot more intensely than I probably should. <laughs> and why would you want to study hair? Um, hair actually is the easiest example of a whole class of problems. It actually has a lot of applications across different industrial scales. So if you've ever tried to coil up a hose, for instance, my dad used to make me do that all the time and I hated it because it didn't want to go where I wanted it to go. It's all these problems where you have a rod that has some natural curvature. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, we were talking about other examples of that could be things uh, like in uh, oil rigging or you yeah, talk about yeah, this. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it's, it's actually, it goes across pretty much every scale that you can well, experience or imagine, like if you go down to your DNA is naturally curved up to a swimming uh, piece of bacteria has a curved flagella that it depends on that natural curvature. And then, like you said, up to the kilometer scale on oil fields. So if they want to clean out a borehole, then a lot of these same problems come into effect. So a, a 10 kilometer long steel pipe actually behaves the same way that a, a curly hair does. Yeah, exactly. It What it does is it takes on the same basic shape. So it's on different scales. So if you think about, you know, a steel pipe, obviously within this room that we're talking in, it's going to act like a steel pipe. It's very rigid. But then once you take it out to this oil field scale where it's really long, now it becomes slender. So it can start to bend a lot more. And then it'll take on these same shapes as a hair. And that, uh, makes a little bit more sense if you think about like a very short hair is actually Yeah, exactly. Straight. Yeah, so um, pretty much every little boy has had a buzz cut at some point in his head so, or in his life. So what happens is his hair stands straight out from the side of his head. Whereas if you look at once your hair grows out longer, it starts to fall. So basically what's happening is that gravity is having a stronger and stronger effect or conversely the rod is getting weaker and weaker under the influence of gravity. 
And tell me specifically about what your uh, group has done recently about predicting how the hair will move. Yeah, so what we've done is we've essentially started to look at uh, the physics of how a hair hangs. So basically there's three different states or even four maybe. So there's a very straight hair that just hangs straight down. Then once you add a little bit of curvature, then you get it just poking up at the very end so it looks like it's straight with a little curl at the end. And then you can have very curly hair and then in the limit you can actually have hair more like an afro where it just sticks straight out almost. And you've actually, you did like a graph of this where it's like you have curly hair up here and afro hair over here. Yeah, exactly. So it's a nice little dike. one of four quadrants. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at a lot of the movies that they're making now, the cartoon movies, they have all of these different kinds of hair, but the way that they get there is a lot of trial and error, um, it seems like. And, you know, they have some basic parameters down already, and they really put a lot of work into it. And what we're trying to do with this project is then you can say, well, for a single hair, if you tell me what kind of shape you want it to take, I can tell you what properties it should have to take that shape. Mm -hmm. So uh, that gets really interesting, too, with, um, I mean, essentially what you and your group are doing are kind of animating hair, um, I mean, very specifically, <laughs> very scientifically, but um, you had mentioned uh, that in animation, people have like a really good eye for when hair is wrong. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of our work can be applied to the animation industry, and hopefully it'll be more helpful just because it'll it'll kind of be a shortcut almost for them. But then in animation, what's really cool about all these cartoons now is that they include real-world physics. Like, when you see the sun glinting off of a pond, it's just because they say, water reflects water like this, and then, or reflects the sunlight like this, and so it takes care of it. Um, and the human eye, if a tree is swaying wrong, or if your clothes aren't hanging right, the human eye picks that out really fast. So now they're just trying to put in a lot of the very close to real physics. So we're kind of attempting to gain a more predictive understanding than what they're doing right now. So actually one of the things that uh, is making these like computer animated movies better is, is physics. It's not just, uh, say, animation technology. Exactly, yeah. It's a lot of including physics and then being able to come up with clever ways to solve a lot of these equations very fast. One of the groups that we work with, not on this project, but one of the groups that we work with does, has a real clever way to discretize rods, so for hair and trees and that kind of stuff. Um, and so we've been doing a lot of work with them where we port what, you know, has traditionally been used as an animation tool and start to compare it to experiments and say, well, how good is it? And it turns out that they're doing a really good job. So it's pretty cool. Tell me a little bit about uh, these people who you know working in animation and how, how you got so, to meet them. Yeah, so uh, we work... Uh, we have done some work, this work is separate, but some work with a group down in New York um, with Eitan Grinspan, who does a lot of work with the animation industry. And then him and my advisor go way back. So they all have some shared friends, and then they've worked on a few projects together, and it's been uh, very good. They are really good at this kind of math and these numerics and the analysis, and we enjoy doing experiments, so we push each other a lot. You know, we'll look at something, for the case of rods, for instance, we notice that, well, natural curvature is really kind of messing up versus if the animation doesn't have any natural curvature, it behaves correctly physically, but it doesn't behave like anything that any human has ever seen. It's very hard. You never have something perfectly straight unless it's in a computer. That's really cool. I mean, so that's two people who are interested in very different things, but the same thing. They, they want to study 
how these things yeah. look and how they behave. Yeah, it's it's been really it's very cool. It's definitely funny because we come at problems from such a different angle. We appreciate what the other does, but sometimes it's definitely you have to step back and be like, okay, well, what do you mean when you say this? We need to start at a more basic vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you. And good luck with your curly hairs. Thanks. <laughs>